0: Good morning, Morning Tappers! Tappers. Welcome back to another episode of Crime on Tap. This is episode number six of season two, and just a little bit of an update on our on our unique listener count megan i don't know if you've looked recently i know i i text you like every day when it goes up by like Mm -hmm. one Mm (laughs) yeah but um since the last friday episode we now have 26 unique listeners and again like we don't even know really what this is (laughs) we we, we don't even really know what the unique listener is you know
1: right like what it what it mean? how do you qualify a unique listener what's like a unique versus a regular
0: right listener? like what's the metric you know maybe if anchor gave us some better understanding of how they're measuring these like stats we could work towards improving them
1: do not speak badly of the almighty anchor at all okay <laughs> we have an ad for them in the middle there's nothing wrong with them they are perfect everything perfect. they do is right
0: <laughs> we're just the talent they're the anchor
1: <laughs> the, oh my God, they're the anchor that I felt like I was floating alone in the ocean.
0: I love that version. <laughs> Which is a <laughs> couple of versions. But yes, we are at 26 unique listeners. So, I mean, we're more than halfway at this point. And we've only posted today six episodes in the month of February.
1: Well, it, I'm just you saying that, that this is already, we've posted, going to be posting what? Seven? <laughs> <laughs> no eight because i'm po- so we posted eight video or eight podcasts in one month i'm looking at the calendar right now that's yeah. crazy to think about
0: <laughs> and also are you looking at that calendar february is almost over already mm-hmm. isn't that crazy I like i thought it just started but i just did the calculations megan did a little mm-hmm. math we're going to be averaging 96 episodes a year if we continue with this pace and i definitely think i mean honestly I feel like this is more manageable than how we used to do it. <laughs> I know, which doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. We're doing twice as much work, yet it feels easier for for some reason. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I think it's all about the editing. Our episodes aren't as long, so they're not as
0: monstrous. Right. And I, I also think that we're just enjoying what we're talking about more. So editing them, um, like I'm finding myself laughing more while editing
1: hmm yeah you know? <laughs> we're so funny guys
0: <laughs> <laughs> just can't get enough of us oh personally i'm enjoying the season two format i hope everyone else is as well um if you want to keep up with more of crime on tap where should they go megan
1: Follow us on Instagram at Crime on Tap Pod. We post every time we post an episode. And then also listen to us on Spotify, Apple, the other ones. Like what? Break a Breaker 49er. What was that one?
0: Pod Beaner. Right. There's one that's called like Radio something.
1: Radio Shack. probably. Circuit City. Circuit
0: City. Yeah. I don't know. There's so many of them. We're on nine different platforms. So honestly, guys, go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and just put in podcast and find an app and we're going to be on it
1: hmm And listen to us on all the apps, not just one, every single one. And we need more tappers for our tapper army, right? And, well,
0: I mean, we're working on trying to get brand deals here. We're reaching out to different brands on Instagram. You know, trying anything that we can. And really, it, it's so shallow, but in today's time, if you don't have the listeners and if you don't have the followers, you're not going to get the brand deals. You're not going to get the sponsorships. It is what it is. What me Megan have been saying from the jump in season two- and season one was you got to start somewhere. And I feel like we're still starting at some points, but you know, I feel like we've got a good grasp on things now.
1: Yes, we're in a groove. And all we need our tappers to do is to tap that subscribe button. <laughs> yes!
0: I love Ooh, that. Tappers! I, I mean, I feel like now we have to make a little rhythm or rhyme out of that one. All right, maybe we should stop talking, Megan. And how mm-hmm. about we get into the poor before the four? Oh my
1: God! <laughs>
0: All right, Megan, so what are you drinking today? I
1: should be having coffee, but I have my tried and true orange vanilla polar. And well,
0: I mean, at this point, you don't even have to say say the flavor. <laughs> we all know it's the orange vanilla, mm-hmm. <laughs> your favorite. It's like
1: a dreamsicle. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds, honestly, I feel
0: like I have to try it.
1: What are you drinking, Jonathan?
0: Oh, today I have my tried and true. I got my Captain and Coke with a little mm-hmm. lime wedge. It just feels right. I feel like I'm back in my element.
1: Mm-hmm. And lime wedges and drinks make me want it to just be summer and drink cocktails outside yes. and just chat. You know, I, I winter only serves a purpose for it to be aesthetic for Christmas. And then after that, I'm like, OK, goodbye.
0: Right. Like it, there's no <laughs> use for it any longer. And so I know I'm ready. Alexa will disagree with us because winter is her favorite season and she despises summer.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm not a big. Su- the thing about summer is I don't like the weather. But I like that you're able, especially in Vermont, you're able to then do stuff again.
0: Right. <laughs> you can actually live. Yeah.
1: You get to go outside and do something.
0: So. Well, alrighty, Megan. I think now that we have our drinks.
1: Let's put it into gear because hot toppies are here. <laughs>
0: Your putting it into gear motion was so aesthetic.
1: Yeah, I'm putting it into gear, but like fashion.
0: I feel like you like TikTok or something because those arm movements are like TikTok quality. Very
1: TikTok-y. Maybe I should start a Kremlin tap TikTok and only do that dance. <laughs> and then it'll be a famous sound and everyone will be doing
0: Right. And then we can get the 50 unique listeners. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Megan, on this episode, we have some pretty exciting and fun. I know my stories that I have to talk about today are mainly just updates on things that have already happened. Pretty popular celebrity deaths. So my first story, Megan, is about Bobby Saggy.
1: Oh, he's so saggy. (laughs) I,
0: I mean, do you ever just think about sometimes like, I can't believe he's dead. I, like, no. I can't believe that happened. Like, I think about it sometimes. And I'm like, wow, he really banged his head on that headboard and died.
1: Well, it's just because he's so young. I mean,
0: right. And he was just like so well liked, you know. But I'm just going to read it right from the article. So, if you guys are not, honestly, if y'all are living under a rock, Bob Saget's dead. And the night before he died, Bob Saget did a show at the Ponte Verde Concert Hall in Jacksonville, Florida. He was found unresponsive in his room at the Ritz Carlton in Orlando in a face upward position on his bed. And that's according to a police report that was taken as they reported to the scene. So basically, he was lying on his back. Like, I don't know who sleeps like that, but I don't.
1: <laughs> no, I can't fall asleep. I got it on my right side. That's my side.
0: Right, yeah. Like, I'm on my <laughs> side. Yeah, I'm on my right shoulder. That's how I sleep. But apparently, Bob was um, laying face up. Now, also, some new reports that came out, which primarily what i'm updating y'all on today from the toxic or not the toxicology the autopsy report it is said that he actually had covid um, oh my god
1: but he didn't know it
0: i don't think he knew it but they did a pcr test on his body and he had covid 19 at the time of his death
1: so he must have been asymptomatic because he just did a show
0: right so from the coroner's report it is in my opinion that the death of robert saget a 65 year old white male found unresponsive in a hotel room it's a result of blunt head trauma. It is the most probable that the decedent? D-E-C-E-D-E-N-T. decedent, Deceased? D-E-C-E-D-E-N-T the decedent. decedent? Oh, the decedent? Maybe. <laughs> suffered an unwitnessed fall backwards and struck the posterior aspect of his head. The manner of death is an accident. So that was ultimately what... They ruled the death, which I think everyone has known that. Every, I mean, what everyone is saying now is that he banged his head on the headboard and suffered a brain bleed and just went to sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of what happened to Billy Mays? He was on a plane, a suitcase fell on his head, and then the next morning he woke up dead. Or, I guess, really? did wake up.
0: Billy Mays here. Is that him? Yeah. Um, I think that's what happened to him. Mushroom yeah. guy. Well, I didn't know his death was like that. Also, other breaking news. autopsy report obtained by ABC News um also showed there was a fracture at the base of his skull and fractures involving the frontal bone so this was a pretty serious hit you know you gotta hit your head pretty fucking hard on your headboard to fracture it
1: like maybe like if someone like maybe like pushed you
0: oh you're getting into it already aren't you
1: <laughs> with force per heaps
0: per <laughs> heaps was it the because
1: dominates the do- oh my god what <laughs>
0: that's my conspiracy
1: well i feel like i hit my head all the time and i don't have like freaking fractures i feel like if you hurt yourself that bad you wouldn't just go to sleep right unless he was like knocked out
0: well i guess it's like a thing like apparently if you like hit your head really fucking hard you're not supposed to like go to sleep yeah like alone like you're not supposed to be sleeping by yourself and i mean like who was he going to sleep with he was at a hotel in florida away from his family doing shows you know Mm -hmm. so he probably hit his head or somebody hit him say like he it was accident. like he just hit his head on the baseboard and was like that on the baseboard on the headboard Mm -hmm. and it was like oh that fucking hurt i'm just gonna sleep it off and he went to bed and just never woke up and just Mm -hmm. had a brain bleed i don't know but um those reports also just came out but there's also what's being said is that the type of uh blunt force trauma that he suffered isn't probable that it was from like a headboard like it's like it wouldn't do it you know i don't know how to describe it
1: like not the right angle or something right
0: like it's not the right positioning of where the fracture occurred that it it would be possible so they're possibly thinking maybe he fainted or something and fell onto like the nightstand or something and like hit it you know and then like woke up and was like oh that fucking hurt or maybe Mm -hmm. you know because like I've passed out before and you wake up and you don't even know what happened. You don't even know you hit your head. So maybe he didn't even know he hit his head.
1: I've never passed out before. It's a journey. It, well, was your passing out induced by any substance?
0: No, it was not.
1: <laughs> okay. Just checking.
0: <laughs> um, Cause
1: I've, I feel like that's different than like, just like, woo.
0: I've passed out. Um, in high school in the hallway and luckily i was with somebody and they caught me before (laughs) i hit the ground
1: oh my god
0: but i still hit my head as i went down Mm -hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't like severe you know so it's just shocking to hear that he hit his head so fucking hard (laughs) that it caused a brain bleed also new reports are out today bob saggy's family has petitioned and the judge has already approved a temporary order to have um no more information be released on um his death so they don't Aww, want ding. <laughs> yeah they don't want the public knowing about anything they don't want the media reporting anything um they don't want the release of any photographs or video or audio of anything with with his death which only raises the conspiracies. Even more because it's like, what are they trying to hide? You know, I understand they might be trying to hide his privacy. You know, I'm sure they're going through a lot right now, mourning and everything. So I can understand them that way. But also, I mean, the man died by a blunt force hit in his hotel room and then died in his sleep. And what are they trying to protect? Was there something else going on here? Was he possibly cheating on his wife? Are there text records, phone records, you know, does does somebody come forward and say, like, I was in the room with him that night? What are they protecting? What are they hiding? So, well, that's
1: what I'm that's what I'm thinking. That's my first thought is, oh, like, like you were saying, like he was with a, another woman. They're like, we don't really we don't want to disgrace his name. You know, he's he's passed, and let's let it. sleeping right. dogs lie, or whatever.
0: The court decision is going to remain in effect until the family requests information be released. So it seems like they got a pretty good judge who agreed in their favor to not have anything released to the public.
1: Well, see, here's my thing. Kind of like what we talked about with the Cardi B case mm-hmm. that that we did last week. Like, where is the line of, like, how is that impeding on the public's right to know things? Just right. like how Cardi B, is that impeding on freedom of speech? Right. to sue someone for saying shit you don't agree with and stuff. So I don't I find that interesting. Like because then if they're able to do that about Bob Saget, which I feel like is not on the same level of then the government being able to do that. Like there are things that we should know about as Americans that then we don't get to know because, you know, Elon Musk <laughs> paid, you know, requested that his stocks or whatever not be released and so then the judge granted him and then right. we don't know about some shady business he's doing like i mean where where is that line
0: yeah i mean i think we've talked about this so many times there's just so many things that we don't know and that the government keeps under wraps <laughs> and they don't release to us they don't tell us and i mean you see it all the time you see police reports you see people in authority positions you know scheming trying to hide information intel and then years later, it all comes out that, like, this whole elaborate scheme that they were plotting is like, being exposed to the general public. And then that's when the distrust comes from in the Americans.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I I don't, I mean, I'm, sh- I bet the intent, that's not like the main goal of Bob Saget's family. <laughs> I know. I think but we're I'm like just,
0: thinking really far into it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm
1: just saying, like, you know, thinking about the long term consequences of stuff like that. Right. I don't know just something to ponder tappers
0: yeah it's just something to ponder i mean it seems like this is the i mean for now the latest update we're going to get on his death and mm-hmm. what actually happened i mean there's got to be more to the story at this point
1: because if there's not more to the story then why did they say you can't release anything more
0: right i mean i'm glad we're both on the same page about this we're both yeah. skeptical yes
1: second gear second gear mm. my toppy is here <laughs> <laughs> So this story is very sad. This happened the first week of February in Michigan. Justine Johnson, age 22, stabbed her young daughter Sutton multiple times on September 16th, two days after her third birthday. Um, And the mother has finally has uh, as of February been charged with felony murder and first degree child abuse. And Sean, you're probably wondering what was the motive if there was one, what's going on here.
0: Was there a cell phone ping I should be (laughs) aware of at this point? A a CCTV
1: camera and an ATM. Justine did not have custody of her daughter. Her, her mother did, but her mother, you know, wanted Justine to get custody back and be with, be with her biological mother, so Justine spent a lot of time at her mother's house to spend time with Sutton and bond with her and everything. Um, and the reason why Justine didn't have custody was because she was an avid drug user. Oh, um, but she's <laughs> trying to get better so that she could have Sutton. So... Have a little Sutton.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it happened a little suddenly. Is that what you?
0: <laughs> so suddenly.
1: Happened so suddenly. Um, So this time of September sixteenth, she was going through withdrawals with heroin, and they say when you're going through withdrawals with drugs, like you should be in a hospital. You should come down in a hospital because there's, you know, yeah, um, like you could die.
0: Right. It's not cute.
1: Like your body's going through a detox, so she was going through heroin withdrawals, not in the hospital, and she hadn't slept. Reportedly, hadn't slept in two weeks. Her mother is away. Her um she has two brothers. One brother is seventeen, so he's unnamed. And the other brother is, God bless his name, Nestle. Nestle Tollhouse? Spelled K-N-E-S-L-E-Y. <laughs>
0: That's absurd.
1: Yes. <laughs> so Nestle, he left work around two thirty that that afternoon because he's a third shifter. So he went to work at two thirty. And um everything seemed fine and so he comes back around 3 30 a.m and he knows his 17 year old brother is awake because you know 17 year olds they're playing Fortnite. <laughs> and he asks uh where's where's justine and sutton and um the younger brother was like i don't know i, I that's you know i want to talk to you i'm feeling kind of weird i think something's going on yeah. so they start looking around and And the 17-year-old goes around the back of the house and sees a human little foot sticking out of a garbage bag. Oh, my God. And he has a doll. No, it's little Sutton. Oh, no. Poor baby Sutton. And the brother had also said that he, that previous morning at 6 a.m., he had seen his sister doing cocaine in the bathroom. So this was a whole mess. So the reason that she killed her daughter was that from the withdrawals and lack of sleep, she started hallucinating. And the TV was on with cartoons that Sutton was watching, and she was watching Spongebob. And through the TV, Spongebob Uh said... If you don't kill your daughter, I'm going to kill you. You will die.
0: Is this this is a very similar story to the Slenderman? Um, those girls that were convinced by Slenderman to kill their friend.
1: Well, it's a little different because <laughs> those it's like the they wanted to impress Slenderman. They never right. talked. They hallucinate SpongeBob or Slenderman talking to them. <laughs> and here's my thing, also. If she was a good mother, she would say, I will not kill my daughter. I will not hurt my daughter. You take me before I do anything to my daughter. Right. But she said that she was so scared to lose her life that she killed her daughter.
0: Because of Spongebob.
1: Because of Spongebob. Hmm. So the, and that poor 17 year old boy seeing his sister do cocaine in the bathroom, then seeing his little niece's foot coming out of a plastic bag. I mean. Right. He's going to have trauma for the rest of his
0: life. <laughs> boy so what's going on with miss justine
1: so they were able to catch her she was meeting up with a male friend of hers at the convenience store down the road and that's where they found her and arrested her i mean and i just don't
0: understand was... why didn't she know the foot was sticking out well she was she was
1: through withdrawals and high and all of this stuff so she was just like she, she just tossed it and run <laughs> And the police reported that once when, when she was confronted, she was unemotional and calm. And um, and the mother of Justine, it was is very like empathizes with her in a very apologetic like an apologist, I guess, where mm. it's like, um, my daughter, you know, would never hurt her daughter. Please, you know, don't throw her in jail and oh. all this stuff.
0: I'm like, she It's like Casey Anthony's mother, just enabling her.
1: Yes. Yeah. So yeah it is kind of similar to to casey and kaylee anthony but it seems like they have they have solid evidence they have witnesses they have not witnesses of the act but witnesses around of suspicious behavior they have dna blood right. on her jeans they have hand, fingerprints on knives. like and now, she confessed and you said, said that she, so
0: she stabbed her right yes that's so sad
1: i know it's it's messed up don't do drugs y'all
0: yeah don't do drugs kids yeah especially if you have a kid don't do drugs mm-hmm. it won't yeah, end it's well there's a whole me- messed up situation <clears throat> megan you're gonna have to keep us updated on miss justine and her sentencing mm-hmm. um i'm gonna imagine it's not gonna be light
1: <laughs> no <laughs> she's a, a like kid killer kill kids no.
0: Right. Oh my God. We're on the same page. <laughs>
1: it's like we've been to jail. We know their rankings.
0: <laughs> All right. So in the third gear we go, shifting it into third, you know, we're whipping right through this Monday. I got a little update on Mr. Alec Baldwin. I don't know how you feel about him and this whole situation with the movie shooting. I'm sure everybody knows what happened there. He was on the set of a movie called Rust. He was given a revolver and he shoots the gun and it wasn't supposed to have a real bullet in there and it accidentally had one and it killed the cinematographer Helena Amen. Hutchins and then injured the like assistant director or something um but now that we're all cut up
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know
0: if you saw but he did a interview with abc or something one of those nightly shows he claims he didn't pull the trigger he claims he pulled back the god i'm too gay to talk about guns like this playing, <laughs> oh
1: oh the thing? the thingy at the top right
0: yeah he was holding down that <laughs> he was holding down that thingy yeah, on well, the top that,
1: well, that's how you like charge it right or like <laughs> yeah. not charge it but like get it ready right like, or it's like um Oh, what is it? Like the defense thing, or the um, the security, the safety clip, or something, right? He pulled that. Oh no, back. not
0: that. Oh, that's something different, I think.
1: Because this was like an old school revolver. Like I'm, yeah. I'm picturing it in my head. It's that thingy on top that like flippies.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. 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 <laughs> so in this interview with whoever this is, I don't know who the fuck he's talking to. Um, the guy was like mentioning like, so when you pulled the trigger. And Alec got, like, so defensive every single time. I was like, I wasn't pulling the trigger. And he's doing, like, this demonstration where he's, like, he was holding back that thingy on top. And as he released it, when he released it, the gun went off. But then there's, like, professional experts who shoot shoot guns. (laughs) Yeah, the
1: the shooty boom-boom sticks. The shooty boom-boom
0: sticks. Saying, like, he could have accidentally been holding the trigger and not knowing it. um, Mm -hmm. Because Alec didn't even know how to fucking hold a gun. He didn't know anything about, you know inexperienced people using things that can kill people on movie sets that shouldn't happen
1: <laughs> right well and there's a lot of industry insiders being like we you know even if they're empty people nowadays they don't use real guns it's just too much right. work. we we use freaking prop guns like what are they doing right. and also talking about the woman who was like the the gun prop manager or whatever was like posting cute gun pictures and like has had a record of not with other movies not being very responsible and stuff so yeah the
0: update that we have is the family of helena hutchins they have finally filed a wrongful debt lawsuit over the onset shooting by alec baldwin so it's about time there's something you know i think we're just sitting in limbo waiting for um waiting for this to happen here we are
1: right because yeah even if it was an accident there's still consequences for taking a life
0: right I mean they're you gotta hold people somebody accountable for the the death of Helena so mm-hmm. this wrongful death suit is gonna do the job and they this prosecution came out so winging they have oh all God, the receipts they have all the documents like ready they've reported that Alec disregarded at least 15 industry standards when it comes to gun safety on movie set. 15. Um, well,
1: I didn't even 15. know there was 15 regulations, more than 15. <laughs> right?
0: I can just give you some cuz I got a whole list of them to you. Number 5, he failed to keep his finger off the trigger. Number 3, he failed to refrain from pointing a firearm at anyone. Number 13, failed to personally perform or observe a visual inspection of the firearm firearm before use. Mm -hmm. that seems like a big one
1: (laughs) yeah he's just like just hand it to me don't worry about it we don't have to fact check it
0: and then it goes on and on there's plenty more there's apparently an industry standard where you have to stand more than four feet away and the crew has to be protected with bulletproof glass and they have to be wearing protection um if there's going to be like a firearm like this on set and there was no protection for anybody there's also reports saying the armorer the woman that you're talking about um the industry standard says industry standard says that the armorer needs to be in the wherever is being filmed um they need to be in there and they need to physically hand the gun to who's ever going to handle it and like inform them that it's safe
1: mm-hmm.
0: and in this instance the armorer not only wasn't in the room they didn't even look over the gun, nor did they even give the gun to Alec. The gun was given to him by a by an assistant producer, who has no experience in gun safety. Well, he might have some, but like not, you know, accredited enough to be doing this right. on set of a movie. Um, and uh, he confirmed to Alex that the gun was safe, and he gave him the revolver. Um now also Alec was instructed to do a certain kind of move for the scene where he has it just like like it's in a holster inside his coat and he reaches into his coat and pulls it out and shoots it's mm-hmm. called um um it's like a cross check or something um and apparently he wasn't even instructed on how to perform the move um Now, what we don't know is that we still don't know why there was live bullets on the set. And there was actually many, many reports from production about instances of unsafe... So there was reports from multiple um, production and crew members um, acknowledging that there was also two misfires already on set. And there was there's proof like emails and documents, receipts showing people acknowledging that the whole production is unsafe, that they should stop right now and they shouldn't continue, but they ignored that and they continued production. So I have to say it took the third time's a charm. I mean, right. Unfortunately.
1: (laughs) Well, and also I think whose decision was it to keep going? That's like, I think who needs to be,
0: I mean, um, I'm sure it was Alec had a part in saying, like, fuck this. Like, just keep going. Like, I'm Alec Baldwin. I'm the star of the show. You know? Because he, well, he was a, he a producer.
1: He was a producer on it, right?
0: Right. He was the lead and one of the producers on it. Um, Let's see. I'll just read something from the prosecution as well. Um Helena Hutchins deserved to live and the defendants had the power to prevent her death if they had only held sacrosanct Sacros sacrosan- <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> if they have only held sacrosant, sacrosant.
1: <laughs> Maybe. I've never heard this before. <laughs>
0: they had only held sacrosant, their duty protect the safety in every individual on set where firearms were present instead of cutting corners on safety procedures where human lives were at stake, rushing to stay on schedule and ignoring numerous complaints of safety violations. And then it goes on to declare that there was many complaints against the producers, against Alec Baldwin, some of the other people that are also being sued in this case was, as we mentioned, the armorer. Her name was Hannah uh, Gutierrez Reed and also the assistant director, David Halls. Um, Now, David Halls is the man who gave Alec the weapon. So mm. that makes sense as to why he's being um, sued as well. But yeah, that's kind of the update that we have so far on whole wrongful death suits. Um, but it's, it's nice to see um, hopefully uh, somebody getting held accountable for the death of Helena.
1: Finally getting some action months and months later.
0: Right. The defense actually has already responded to this uh, suit um, saying like denying everything. Like, he had no involvement. It wasn't his fault. He didn't do it, this and that. So it's going to be a battle. And lucky for you guys, we will be covering it every step of the way.
1: We will be updating you on Crab on Uh So Fourth Gear is here. And um, this is a pretty new case. Everyone's talking about it. Um, the four-year-old girl that was missing since 2019 was found alive, hidden under a staircase <gasps> in New York.
0: Um, I actually have heard about this story.
1: Yes. So little Paisley Schultis, I believe, um, now six years old, was reported missing from, God, why can't they just name things like Smith? Um, <laughs> Cayuga Heights, New York,
0: um,
1: more than two years ago.
0: <laughs> I don't. Everything we talk about has words in it that we don't know how to say.
1: Yeah, like, where where the hell is Cayuga Heights? <laughs> this little girl has been missing since 2019. And um, it was believed that she was kidnapped by her um, biological parents. So she is not in custody of her biological parents um, and their names. Kimberly Cooper is the mother. Kirk Schultes Jr., which is the father, and then Kirk Schultes Sr., which is the grandfather. They had kidnapped her and she was living under the stairs. Okay, they, Harry Potter. I know. Well, it's sad. It's like the stairs are really dirty. There's like a picture of it. And so there's like little blankets and um, like toys under there for her. And many times, like the custodial guardian, they didn't put the name out there, said many times, I know that her... Her parents took her, I know, searched the house. So every time they'd search the house, the Schultis junior and senior, <laughs> would let them look around. And they're like, well, where's Kimberly Cooper? And they're like, oh, you know, she doesn't live here anymore, whatever. Right. Um, so they were actually also hiding Kimberly Cooper because they knew that it just wouldn't look good if she was also there. So, um, <laughs> They were essentially hiding both of them. Kimberly Cooper was hiding, though, on purpose. Paisley was just was kidnapped and being hidden under the stairs. Right. So can you believe out of all the times that detectives and police searched the house, they didn't find her, and she was there the entire time. That's they insane. They never moved her. You know, she was always under the stairs. The neighbors said, we never saw a little girl. We They seemed like, you know, regular Joes and everything. This last time that they had looked. They had received an anonymous tip that they had finally seen a little girl matching, you know, close to her description and in, right. in everything. So they were like, all right, we have probable cause again to search their house. <laughs> so they finally do in this Detective King, Eric Thiel. <laughs> God damn.
0: <laughs> King.
1: He was the one who noticed that the staircase was like hollow when he was like walking on it. And then when he looked, he saw a blanket and a flashing light like she was like playing with a flashlight or something and so they took off the floorboards and there she was where she had been and they saw and they said that after you know they saw the blankets the flashlights and then they saw little tiny feet oh my god so again it's about parents that don't have custody of their kids and <laughs> tiny feet breaking the case tiny feet <laughs> tiny feet
0: oh my god that's so funny because later on this week um, I have a foot story.
1: <laughs> what is it with feet? And I hate feet. So why do we keep talking about feet? Oh, I know.
0: <laughs> okay. I got questions. So there wasn't yeah. a, an actual door to the entrance of the stairs. Well, in the picture that
1: I'm seeing, it's kind of like, um, part of the stairs is detachable if that makes sense it's not like a hinge or a door it's like up top there's like a step and you can like take that one step off it's like a um a v like it's one single stair that you can take out
0: you see i was really judging them before because i was like they didn't check the door to the underneath of the staircase but now that there's no door that changes the whole story
1: no it was like you have to lift up a stair
0: interesting that seems like a scary movie like walking up the stairs and seeing a light coming below it and then a pair of tiny feet a pair of tiny feet like scampering
1: (laughs) i know well there was like no room under there like looking it's it's just enough for like looks like um she had a pillow blanket clothes headphones flashlight like she'd been living that's where she was living and they knew if they let her out they'd get caught
0: so is there any more to the story is do we know more was she let out of there ever does she have like one hour of recess and then back under the stairs or is this like her primary residence
1: well this i'm pretty sure because the one time they let her out they got caught <laughs> so i don't know the details this is still developing because it's pretty soon they're probably, but like, they did...
0: they're probably like god damn it we should have kept her inside <laughs>
1: <laughs> poor girl well they did examine her and they And she was in good health. So, you know, whether, even though she was living there, she was, they were still feeding her and and everything.
0: Well, thank Um, God they, I mean, thank God they got her. Because this could have turned into a real uh, house of horror situation like we talked about in the past episode. What was the Turpins? The Turpin family. I mean, Mm -hmm. she could have been malnourished. She could have had, like, brain deformities or whatever. You know, this could have gone on for a lot longer if that king didn't discover <laughs> discover her
1: well and also thinking about what what was going to happen when she grew out of being under the stairs because <laughs> she's six but you know what if she, 10 years she's 16 she's not gonna be able to fit under the stairs anymore
0: right i mean i guess at that point you just buy a new house with a bigger stairs i don't know <laughs> a bigger staircase i mean I, that's going to be difficult in this housing market to find mm-hmm. something like that 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 you know Imagine going to your realtor and being like, I need something with a big staircase.
1: <laughs> they would be like, I'm going to call the police. <laughs> well, also, it's so annoying because they knew. I mean, they knew. There was no one else that would have taken her but her her biological parents. And yet, they're like, can't find her. We give up.
0: Yeah, don't know where she is.
1: So, all three of them, the, Schultz, the Schultzes and Cooper... Um, were all recognized, all recognized, they were all arrested. Um, the Schultes boys were charged with one count each of felony custodial interference in the first degree and misdeme- misdemeanor endangering the farewell of a child. Oh. And Kimberly Cooper was charged with custodial interference in the second degree and misdemeanor endangering the welfare of a child.
0: Wow, poor baby pays the hope she's doing okay. Mm-hmm. Well, she has
1: been returned to, um, her her original custodial guardian unknown mm. um and so hopefully this doesn't scar her for life but i mean <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was two years in two years of like when you develop all right. these important foundations for who you're gonna be so
0: <laughs> we're really hoping this is an effector but there might be some trauma <laughs>
1: I think, yeah, I think there might be some trauma, but we'll see. <laughs>
0: we'll see. But I mean, nowadays, everyone's got some some type of trauma. Hers just made the news. Uh, all right. So that's all we have for today, everybody. We hope you enjoyed these four hot toppies. And we hope you're going to have a good rest of your Monday. Be sure to follow us over on Instagram at Crime on Tap Pod to be kept up with the latest. Make sure you're following, you're liking, you're interacting. We love to hear from you guys. So get over there. Be active.
1: Make sure to listen to us on Spotify, Apple, the other ones. Five star reviews. Five stars. Only. Five, five, five.
0: High five. Five stars. <laughs> Man, you just keep trying to come up with slogans <laughs> for anything. Anything. We're really trying. I try it. Try it. So, I guess we'll see you guys on Friday. Friday we have a very 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 fun little episode coming your way. We have it all planned out. We're so excited to film it. We'll see you guys next time.
1: Where, Where crime, is crime is always, always on, on top.
0: top. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>